everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 394. We're back in the studio. It's pretty exciting. Now, we do have to mention, uh, because we've got a couple emails about this. Now, it's been years since we've had technical issues. Really has. It's been pretty yeah. smooth sailing for yeah. a while. However, we had a fair amount of them all bunched in together at once. Yep. So um, we wanted to address that and let you guys know that we uh, were working on it. Aaron is working on it, and uh, the lower levels, they have been fixed. Um, so everything in ATC is okay now, right, Aaron? Yep. All right. The uh, skipping that was in the last episode, um, I have done nothing to fix it. <laughs> um, but it will be fixed. Yeah, or you could just deal with it skipping around. <laughs> you could just, you know, handle it. You know, it's that... It's a uh, it's a small section. Then we'll uh, we'll just take it out and re-upload it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> yep. It's gonna happen immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to address it. And we thank you guys for uh, um, dropping us an email to let us know. We really don't have a uh, a huge crack tech support QA team. Generally, we don't know there's a problem unless you guys let us know. Yeah. So uh, so you so guys you. are the crack. Check yeah. Q and A team. <laughs> so, um, so everything's uh, everything's back to normal now. So enjoy the good levels. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the <laughs> levels and the skipping. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's been going down, huh? What else do we do? We need. Is there anything else that's like issue wise we need to discuss? Those were the. Uh, we want to encourage everyone to use the Patreon. Yes. We uh, we were very uh, grateful and thankful for the people who have been using it. And if you haven't uh, jumped on the Patreon bandwagon, think about doing so. Especially and, for the holidays coming up. Uh, like and subscribe to the the YouTube page. We're we're. Mm -hmm. I know when we record in the garage, that's a week of not dropping videos, and that happened a couple of times because of scheduling or whatever. But when we're here in ATC, as we are. Like and subscribe to videos. The more you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, we're trying to grow that. Yes. Um, and it, it and gets in the YouTube algorithms yeah. and, and it gets uh, promoted and L things like that. Liking and, videos and mm -hmm. commenting, all that stuff gets put in their videos so, or in their algorithm. So that's a great way to uh, to support the show. For free. Free support. Mm -hmm. And uh, all right. So, want to introduce our guest, first time guest, first time guest, long time oh, listener, long time listener, mm -hmm. definitely. I way back when you guys were doing black and whites, before talkies came yep. out, came into the podcast. Loved what you did. The Chaplin stuff was fantastic. I know. Oh, it was man. good. There's the analysis is what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kurt Long. Hi, everybody. Tell us about you. Have a podcast. You come from I an interesting do. world. Of I do. Wow, interesting is well. I don't know. Compliment, really. But it sounds like I'm veiling a slam. <laughs> well, you know, oh. you have an interesting mm. face. You have um, sort of a unique way of living. That's <laughs> most casting people. Look at me. You have an, <laughs> an interesting performance style. Uh, yeah, I have a show called uh, Dudes of Future Past I do with uh, Joey Bragg. It's a, a millennials versus Gen X thing. He's 23 years younger than me. That's a whole person younger wow. than me. That's a whole adult person votable drinkable not drinkable you can't drink people but they can no. drink <laughs> legally person younger than me and uh so yeah we approach life uh social issues like uh, we had the great chris mancini on the show to talk about future past of blade runner so yeah, we approach cool. things like that nice Fun episode. um but yeah like stuff like dating and we promoted earbuds. And we promoted Good earbuds, you, of Chris. course. If, if you weren't, you when you wake up in the morning, you need to promote earbuds. Fram, exactly. you can. I'm inviting you on the show. I'm in. That's it. That's it. All right. 
uh, we're done. Come here. by. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Um, but you can promote earbuds. But yeah, we Joey and I like tackle. It's a comedy show, basically. It's just two guys chatting. But we basically try to, you know, we tackle subjects like dating. Like mm-hmm. he's never had to call a girl's mom and like or an answering machine. That whole thing oh, from right. Swingers is out the window for him. He's never oh, had right. to do the John Favreau leave eight messages. He's just texted. Like the, he's missed a whole part of oh, life man. that we've uh, had to. Experience. That's God. That's a fantastic thing. You just and now it's just you talk. You meet someone and then you friend them on social media and that's where you start the sort of talking and right. chatting. I remember God. I remember calling in high school. I used to do this. You get the parent first. I get the parent. Right? Who's yeah. this? Oh, it's Graham. Graham. How do you know? Ah, uh, we were in school together. You know, in my math class. I lost my homework. I yeah. remember <laughs> I would if I called a girl late at night, and like, um, the like if the uh, the a mom and I couldn't tell who answered the phone. Right. Like, hello. Hey, baby. And I would I would I would just I would just say the girl's name. I'd just be like, Sandy. She go. You know, yeah, hey, I go, hey, it's Graham. And then we start talking. But yeah. if it was like, no, Sandy, it's past 11. Who is this? Yeah. And I'd be like, ah, wrong number. And I'd hang up. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's never Would you do an accent? That. Yeah, of course. Always <laughs> do an accent. Wrong number. Wrong oh, number. We sorry. come for Sandy. And I, that, that was the, but this is pre-caller ID. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Th- this is, I mean, I remember when we Call got. Call waiting? Yeah. Was the thing? You had remember to pay a, for that? Remember a busy signal? No, yeah. You They've called someone. You got a busy signal. You didn't get to talk to them. That's why we don't get along with the millennials. That's part of why I wanted to do the show is to figure each other out. Mm-hmm. Talk about busy signals. And once we tackle that, I think we'll be fine. It's like know. foreign territory to them, too. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, wait, you couldn't do this? You couldn't do that? Right. You had, it's like, it's like you're, you're talking about riding a stagecoach. It's really like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Oh, it man. is. Like, how did you get here? I don't know. Yeah. The phone told me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been living in L.A. I spent the better part of 15 years learning how to get around L.A. And you Thomas had a Thomas guide. guide in the trunk. Yeah. Even, but Yeah, but then I had it fucking memorized. Like, you just mm-hmm. give me some brief directions, and I'd go, oh, okay. And I knew visually in my head. A couple landmarks here and there. You what, get there. Oh, so that's off the 405, so I take that, to the, and then I get off at what? Okay, great. And then, like, you give me the exit, and then I'd find it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to give away this place, but if you told me where, you know, the Back to the Future, you know, uh, where they shot, uh, what's it, Doc Brown's house, it's right around the corner. Yep. I mean, it's mm-hmm. right there, but Joey wouldn't know that. No. He's an idiot. <laughs> no, but millennials are dumb. Am I right? <laughs> no. They get, they get it. They, uh, well, the thing that's when, when they're like, oh, millennials are dumb, that's always hilarious to me because every generation when they're in their 20s. Is, of course. Is, we were, we're the Gen Xers, you slacker idiots. Like, right. we were all made fun yeah. of. My parents yeah. always talk about you how stupid parents, baby boomers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said that uh, Elvis was, you know, bad on TV because he showed his hips shaking, and that was a thing. Right. And now, yeah. like, millennials are just scoffing at that. I mean, that's not something now, is it? All of them. I mean, young kids in the 20s were ripped. The flappers were like, oh, you kids with your 23 skadoos, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> They're shaking hair. hips on Disney shows. Yeah. 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 My, there's, I have a photo of my grandmother in the 20s when she was 15 years old, and she uh, got one of those haircuts. What? Oh, I'm sorry. And, <laughs> great beat. And... Uh, <laughs> That hair, my mom told me when she got came home with that haircut, her parents were like, what are you doing? And it is the- Disowning you, you know, and everything, yeah. She was crazy, and the kids are out of control now, and I mean, they didn't have cocaine and guns back then, but you know, it was a different time. Oh, no, it was in the They soda. were just less. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. there. Actually, what well, they were doing coke. They were probably. It was in Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. It was in bottles of Coca-Cola. So that's what we do anyway. But so. yeah, it's fun. It's a nice little show, and we do, uh, we got a couple- movie related things online we did a peter and tony couple sketches online uh 
It's where I play Tony Stark and he plays Peter Parker and we do the mundane goings on uh, of that. But it's kind of fun and I get to nerd out with a, a guy who knows everything about comics. So that's kind of fun. But anyway, that's why I'm here to talk to you guys. Excellent. Nice. Well, we should let's get out. into it. Let's, let's uh, get we, into let's, it. This is fun when uh, all three of us have seen the same movie. Yes. So let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. So um, did anyone here see it in 3D? I did not. I didn't see it in 3D. Neither did I. Okay. okay. Um, the first thing I want to say about this movie is that uh, when Marvel set up these films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they had kind of different genres that they had set up, whereas like Captain America was kind of like a thriller spy uh, movie, whereas um, Spider-Man was always kind of like a fun, young, um, lighthearted movie, whereas um, the... Thor movies were almost like Lord of the Rings. That's the genre that they put them in because you've got elves and frost giants and occasionally they throw in like a spaceship and more superheroes. But those were always, um, they, they had that medieval uh, bent to it. Whereas this movie threw all that away and went Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. which was really fun. And uh, it, it, it just kind of breathed new life into like the Thor movies. Which was uh, I thought really fun and uh, and cool. So I like the movie. Oh, I guys? loved it. Yeah, and uh, Taika Waititi, who who did um, you know, he's a comedy director. Hunt for the Wilder yeah. People, which is a great movie. Which is a great movie, and also has um, it has a lot of heart. That movie, you know, there's really good acting, and there's a lot of very heartfelt scenes. And that's this movie. Thor had a lot of comedy and a lot of very. It was the most comedic Thor has ever been. For sure. And which is why I think I liked it mm -hmm. more than the other ones because it wasn't as uh, Lord of the Ringsy. Right, um, <laughs> I figured it, yeah. it would appeal to you would, for sure. It was, it went like it went all, it went Guardians for sure. Yeah, no, the, the amount of comedy throughout. I mean, you, you expected it with Taika, Taika, Taiki, uh, Taika Watiti, Taika, Taika, Taika Watiti. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, back in his days with uh, Flight of the Conchords, he worked yes. with them, and all you know, obviously big. Uh, what we do in the shadows, the vampire shadows. I knew coming in it was going to be funny, but the idea right. that he made it fit in this world, like, okay, we can have these deadly consequences and all this bad, you know, this heavy stuff going on, and I don't want to, we can spoil or we can't spoil? What, what no, can we do on no this? No spoilers, spoilers on this spoilers, But, you know, people dying, potentially, and but the realist, the realism of uh, the situation, like that nervous laughter, that kind of stuff, the funny little situations, the awkward pauses, the awkward conversations between people battling each other, Amazing, and then on top of that, you gold bloom it up, right? With Jeff Gold, I mean, like, wow! Just, and just let silly. him let him be as gold bloomy as he yeah. can right? possibly he, he be. Was, yeah. Just uh, so amazing. I mean, it's like just, the comic book writers wrote for a 40, 40 years ago. They wrote a Jeff Goldblum character, right? So, you know what I mean? like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeff, we want you to be like bizarre, awkward, like weird, like say strange things, and like he was like, and yeah, well, that's that's me. Yeah, that's, that's what just, I do. I, I, that's and, that's and, what and I do in they, every movie. Yeah, he probably went to lunch, you know, with the director, and the director's like, "This character you're doing, I love it." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, this is how I." This is. How I, I haven't I, even started the character I'm yet. Just, yes. I'm eating. <laughs> I ordered a salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, no, it, I'm sure they saved a lot of money on the guy who usually wrangles Jeff in a little bit. You know, like <laughs> who has to pull him back? <laughs> they were just like, "No, no, no, yeah. we don't need you for this movie. Yeah. We'll just let Jeff be Jeff." Yeah, but he was B E N Malcolm from Jurassic. Park right. and then times a hundred. And, yeah, and the guy from months. the fly, Big Brundle fly, right. after a couple. Yeah, and and you get to run a planet, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he was 
so he was a teacher. I studied at Playhouse West in the Valley. Did you? Yeah, a million years ago. With, uh, you know, Seth Romitelli? No? Mm-mm. He's also a podcaster, but he pl- worked there as well. But I know Jeff, he taught. Yeah, Jeff he taught there. So yeah. I had a couple classes with him, and, you know, he's, well, let's, you know, and he's doing his thing, oh, like, really? after a scene, let's break it down. Like, it's that's who he is, and anyone's ever spent time around him, anyone that ever had one of his classes, I was, like, I was mesmerized. That's what he was doing. The the idea of actually communicating with something like that on a daily basis, like that, would be a weird guy. You you would like right? Are we inviting Jeff to the Christmas party? Oh, you know how Jeff can be at a party. But let's just cast him in this. Let's just cast him. But I don't know if we need him at the party. Yeah. Or make yeah. them sell apartments online for some weird apartments. <laughs> like, what is that? Another uh, one that they some just... Some science fiction apartment app? Yeah. Like, right. I don't, <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's one of the trivia points was that 80% of the dialogue in the film was improvised in order to create a very loose and collaborative mood among the cast. You could tell there was definitely some improvisation on right. the, uh, uh, the line. And now, I think that... I don't know about 80%. 80% seems yeah. high. yeah. But it's like it. You, you, I, I got that same sense, and that is, first of all, a credit to the director, right. and and then obviously these are all skilled actors. These are most of these actors have been playing these characters for a while, yes. or they're just like they know them inside and they out. know them inside yeah. and out. So and then you've got great rapport between Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth. You know when right. when when that scene where he comes out of Hulk and he's and he's David Banner. Yeah, that was hilarious. You right, know, right. and and. There's a lot of that. If they don't have those characters down by now, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been, they've been how right. many movies has it been? They've been contracted they for at least yeah. 10, 12 years now. How long? So it's, yeah. And I think, too, they, I'm sure those actors, I'm sure like Chris Hemsworth especially is like, can I riff some of my line? I don't need any more. I've had enough snarky action movie. This right, one's yeah. going to hurt. This one's going to hurt or whatever. Yeah. Like to, to be able to like throw some of your own stuff in there. And, and mm-hmm. it was, I really liked all that stuff. It was good. It was, it, it was like a nice departure. Like, cause it could have gone off the rails and you were like, yeah, it's not a Thor movie. It didn't fit and all those things, but it did. Even with all the lighter moments in the comedy, it was still a Thor movie. And Clay yeah. Banchette was a great villain. She was a yeah. yeah she was more female oh, villains like her. Yeah, just uh, mean just, and cruel, like a solid villain. And right, she never phones enough, it in. Yeah, and just enough snark and funny too in yeah. there right. that was just so great. Uh man, I would. And the thing of any good villain of that, they all have a like. They usually there's some. They were wronged, and they have the some misguided sense of entitlement you know she played that well and skin tight leather and skin tight leather and a crazy deer antler head antler head that she could just with the helmet yeah what that was that apparently was her battle helmet the battle helmet yeah like like, it's imposing yeah it's intimidating (laughs) i don't want to whenever that thing would pop up it's like well all right she's gonna take care of some someone's gonna die Mm -hmm. right my wife wears that to bed. It's yeah. just really, it starts things off really nice. Yeah. Pops in. I mean, eyes get poked out, but still. Well, yeah. Whatever works. It's not bad. But no, she was amazing. And uh, I did like the. Well, see, again, I'm, 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 I'm treading on thin ice here. I feel like I'm spoiling things. But the, the reveal of the history of Asgard. Right. Like the idea. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That was mm-hmm. really great. Like that, that she was. You know, she was just a problem. She was like, uh, you know, a crazy kid, just a right. bad egg, and then just got worse and worse. I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. I thought you just had a passing fancy with it's this. Like, well, wait, we killing. used we used you as, uh, you know, as the executioner, mm-hmm. and now like, oh, well, now you're executing too much. Now yeah. we need to deal with you. And yeah. also, too, the great. It was really cool. 
because I was wondering like how much of this the the Loki Thor are we gonna still just these two brothers right. bitching at each other with the father in the middle the father in the middle that got really interesting that yeah. got really mm-hmm. interesting so and also it's true to the books where you know Loki is the is the trickster there's always going to be that kind of back and forth of like, can you trust him? Can you not trust him? Is he going to betray you? Is he not going to betray you? Can you out and trick him? Can you out trick him? Yeah, exactly. So um, there were certainly no surprises there, which was good. I mean, the whole thing with the movie itself, like there weren't any like crazy, like big reveal surprises as far as like story or plot went. Right. Like it was pretty by the numbers, but that's not what this movie ran on. This movie ran on charm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it really was just charming from start to finish uh, where it was just, it was funny. It was fun. It was lighter than the other Thor movies. Uh, and it was just, it was a, it was a good direction to go. And it's interesting. Like we remember the third Iron Man movie actually went in a darker direction. Right. Right. And whereas this one went in a lighter one, but I think, these choices need to be made for these movies because if you're going to keep making them, you know, they can't be the same over and over again. Yeah, I think with the amount of these superhero movies that have been coming out, like the idea of like, well, the world's going to end and these guys are going to save it and that's just going to be it. Let's see how much we can do with CG and whatever to make a building or planet get destroyed. I mean, it's only so far you can go. Um, So uh, that's my weariness with this whole genre is like, okay, they're gonna. These are the stakes. These guys are gonna come in. They're gonna pull apart. They're gonna come back together. They're gonna save the world. And like, how much can we really deal with that? But this being so light throughout, it didn't even make that. That wasn't even the point. It seemed just like a comedy. It was just like here's a comedy, but you know the structure is that uh, they're saving the world. Or yeah, right. like a comedy is mm-hmm. like oh we got to save the yeah. save this teen center or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, whatever. Like, Asgard could have been yeah. Could have been forty-eight hours. It could have been whatever. I right. Mean, it's older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. We got yeah. you know, to <laughs> save the golf course. No, the golf course was Asgard. Yeah, that's it. Right. There you go. That's a good analogy. And it was being besieged by gophers. What right. are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. Speaking of surprises, and I don't know if you want to get into this later, but I feel like if I'm going to pick nits with anything, is it? Did we have to show Hulk in the trailers? Like, I feel like that blew a, a major part of the movie. And I know this is stuff that happens in movies all the time. You know, it, it, I was reading a little bit about that, too. And um, one of the things, obviously, when the marketing department gets a hold of the trailers is that you kind of had to because one of the complaints that people were um, giving Marvel of if when it was a non-Avengers movie, right. like when it was like Iron Man or Thor or Spider-Man, they would always ask, well, where are the other characters? So... This was like a nod to like, all right, look, see, it's a Thor movie, but you'll still get the Hulk. And you'll and, and I think it was one of those things where marketing just took over. Look, this is not up for debate. Hulk is in the trail. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, because I, I, I uh, overall I would sort of tend to agree with you, Kurt, of like, oh, I wish I would have been surprised by yeah. Hulk. But I got to tell you, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, with Hulk in it, I was like, yes. In. Right. <laughs> yes. No, I get it. Yeah, you know? I thought so, too. Like, But that's the whole reveal in the movie. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything there because you no. see it. Like, he's that door opens. You're like, oh, who's – if I was just – that's all I could think about during that scene. Like, man, if this scene came up and I had was totally unaware, how fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. The, the right. audience would have erupted you to see Hulk come out in gladiator gear. And go, he's and, a friend yes, from work. He's a friend yeah. from work, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, I get it, too. You also need to have Ruffalo there on the press tour and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also then thought, like, was this because Dark World, the last Thor movie, eh, 
not so great, not so well received. I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it, that they. I liked to, it like, because I like the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. and that's kind of what they were going for. But at the same time, uh, you know, the none of these movies do poorly. No, no. <laughs> so of, yeah. they just they just kind of judge them you like against the Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> you think they, they, do? they might they might do okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. And, I don't and, see them in enough cereal yeah. boxes. <laughs> I yeah, don't see like, them on everything. I don't see yeah, them everything. and Disney knows nothing about marketing. No. So uh, uh, now, what I didn't realize is that this was the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Lou Ferrigno did not voice the Hulk. Mark oh. Ruffalo voiced the Hulk instead. Ferrigno voiced the Hulk in The Incredible Hulk, The Avengers, and Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I oh, didn't realize. I didn't realize that. Well, is that mainly because Hulk actually had to have dialogue this time? Uh, could be. Yeah, could be. I think so. And and there was a lot of. And the 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 Banner Hulk dynamic was pretty played up in this movie, yeah. and I think then up close, and then the the way they've CG'd the Mark Ruffalo Hulk kind of looks like Mark looks Ruffalo. Like Ruffalo. Yes, yeah, you know, it looks it like does. a big giant green Mark Ruffalo. So it makes sense that they would sort of have to use his. I understand both ways of like, well, first give a nod to Lou Ferrigno, which is cool, but also. Oh, the Hulk should have a completely different voice, but in this way, and it, it made sense to me to have him sort of talk a little, little Ruffalo. Because Banner's inside. Yeah, because Banner's yeah. inside, and that's part of this this um, thing too. And I won't go into more in the spoiler episode, but like, there's a there's an issue of Hulk and how long he's been Hulk and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, and uh, one of the things too, I'll give a nod to the. Uh, um, the effects team. You know, if you look at the Hulk from the original Avengers movie and the Hulk from this movie, um, better motion captured, yeah, more yeah. detail, and just was real, more realistic looking. Is yeah. so spoiler you, you to say tell. you get to see Hulk ass in this? <laughs> it's not spoiler? spoiler, no. That's not a spoiler? You can go you, you, you know, H.A. You're a little H.A. in this. I, you know, a lot of these Marvel movies, I, I would make a point of seeing them like in big IMAX 3D, and I just couldn't get that scheduled. But... That might have been cool, but I don't know. I felt like I had an amazing experience. It, I didn't see a lot of. There was only a handful of scenes where I went, "Oh, that'd be cool in 3D." Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not too much. I do. I was just amazed at how many shots. And again, I think this speaks to the color and the and the uh, like you said, the Guardians of the Galaxying of this film. Like the how many shots would have been just amazing posters, like the the Valkyrie right. <laughs> fighting. Uh, Hella, Hella, and then uh, mm. and like the shot of Hulk and Thor diving at each other. I mean, there was such beautiful. I don't know, would you call it cinematography? I mean, it's mm. all so put together with computers later on, but it's just just gorgeous to look at. So with that, yeah, that's, I, so, that's interesting. It's like who gets credit for that? The uh, the visual effects guys or the cinematographer yeah, <laughs> for, right, for right. those shots? <laughs> because team, they, I'm yeah, because sure. they work together on them. Um, well, let's get back to the idea that 80% was improvised because yeah. Marvel is such a protective yeah. – I mean, they have such a story. They, I think that's a uh, one of those kind of like for the press release little marketing thing that they put yeah, in. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure there was some improvisation going on, but 80% – 80% was improvised. 20% was used in the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I right? Think they let a lot of – like they did 10 takes, scripted, and then said, all right, let's let let's, a couple let's play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The CG Hulk, really great improviser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just so <laughs> computer, he knows. Yeah, because yeah, you don't have to. Uh, yes, make man, the, like a motherfucker. Make the animation match the words no, at all. So good. that, that, that <laughs> they can yeah. improvise all day with a CG character. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, I remember when they came out with the uh, the Marvel list 
when they said the phase one, phase two. Is this still phase two? I no, guess we're it? in phase three. Is yeah. this phase three? Okay, mm-hmm. so we're almost near the end. I'm a yes. little sad. Yeah, but we'll, uh, you know, there'll be a phase four. They'll they'll move on. Oh, I mean, yeah. they have to. But they're not yeah. going to end this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Disney likes money. money. Train said they said a hundred and eighty million dollar budget, which compared to some of the Avengers movies is a little light. Some of those That's were a quarter of a, a billion dollars. Wow. Right. So this is. Um, so I, when you get a New Zealand director who's used to you know doing it on the cheap over there. Yeah, he can save yeah. you seventy can save million dollars. Right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, um, he can save you the cost of uh, ten seven million dollar movies. Um, all right. Well, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. See it, guys. Also, we are going to do do a spoiler rep with uh, Jackie Cation. That'll come out, so mm-hmm. enjoy it. Next movie. Next movie. Okay. Let's talk about Suburbicon. And uh, I'm surprised you went to see this movie, Graham. This was one I uh, thought would slip through the I cracks. I snuck into and, it. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did not want to give this movie my money. for. I, was, I had just watched Thor, and I didn't want to leave. And, you didn't uh, want to go home. I didn't want, space. I didn't want to go. I had a good parking <laughs> I space. Get it, I get that. I was uh, I was way up uh, in uh, Pasadena. I had this Red Cross training thing, and so I got out of that in the afternoon. And I was like, I want to just go to the movies, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I I snuck into Suburbicon. Before we start, received a D minus Cinema Score. <laughs> Do they have to keep giving Clooney movies to direct? Close to the mark. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the thing is, is like, normally, I like George Clooney. I, I'm, I, I love he, him as an actor. I love, I love him, him as an as actor. Performer. I, I just don't think the history's great there. He's done a lot. Seven films now. That he's directed. directed? That, that's a, let, let's look that up. That's a, some of the movies he's directed. I've been like, that was Redecent, cool. Okay. Like Good Night and Good Luck. Did yeah. you do that one? I liked Good Night and Good Luck. Um, he did. Uh, what was the Chuck Barris movie? What was that? Confessions uh, of a Dangerous Confessions Mind. Of a dangerous mind. I kind really like that movie. So he's done Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He did Good Night, Good Luck, which I liked. He did Leatherheads. Yeah. The Ides of March. Mm. All right. Monuments Men. Mm. Yeah. Suburbicon is more of the mm. hit or yeah. miss. Hit or miss. So it's it's sort of like Good Night and Good Luck and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind are sort of his higher points. His higher directing. points. Now, obviously, he's done a lot of great work as an actor. But I got to be honest with you, the 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 Harvey Weinstein thing, I just find it hard to believe that these guys didn't know anything. And I just Matt Damon and George Clooney and Quentin yeah. Tarantino and any of them, even Meryl Streep, like you all have fucking gold trophies on your mantle that Harvey Weinstein helped you get, and you're all gonna be like, "Whoa, we had no idea." Right. Bullshit. Right. So I just I just find it to be bullshit, and so I just can't get on board. And you know. Matt Damon, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard about your buddy Casey Affleck's creepy bullshit. So I just couldn't get that on board and, with this movie. Uh, there's some some Ben yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a Ben yeah, fucking no ad, yeah. fucking creep assholery. So mm-hmm. it's like I just couldn't get on, that on board with the movie. And that being said, so my reservations about seeing this trailer and the trailer came out pre Harvey Gate. Right, and even when we saw the trailer, we're like, oh, this looks mm-hmm. like a. Uh, Coen Brothers movie without the Coen Brothers. Right. It's a Coen Brothers impression. So I'll tell you this, the movie is a lot heavier and more serious than the trailer leads you to believe. Okay. Oh, that's the trailer good. the trailer is is acting more That's even worse. Yeah, yeah it is. It's <laughs> acting more Big Lebowski raising Arizona-ish mm-hmm. versus but the movie is almost trying to be more like Blood Simple. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and it's like, huh? But then it's it's super weird and uneven and this I I I was sitting there watching going why? Why do we keep giving a shit about white suburban fifties America? Well, this yeah. is. Uh, I, I just speaking to that. This is my favorite piece of trivia. 
is George Clooney screened the film for famed television writer-producer Norman Lear, no stranger to projects tackling explosive or controversial themes like his series All in the Family. After viewing the movie, Lear told Clooney, this is the angriest film I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it's got some... Was this... Was uh, I heard something, some whisperings that this there was... You know, as far as the art in uh, music, movies, and everything coming out post-Trump, that this was sort of to express some of that. Was there anything? I'm sure. In there I'm sure. That I'm sure something? there's some of that because the the movie starts out with um, a black family just moves into an all-white neighborhood, and people there's some people protesting it and don't like it. So they they just put that, they just set that in there. They okay. just plant that seed at the top of the movie, and I'm like, okay, and. Then it's what happens to this is all in the trailer. I'm not giving it away. This one Matt Damon's wife gets gets murdered, murdered, and and how he deals with that. Okay. And you know, there's some decent performances and stuff, but I just, I, it just felt like it went off the rails. It went off the rails, and also, you know, to your point, Kurt, about the 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 Trump thing. Like, I obviously don't like Trump. Um, many of his supporters, I'm like, ugh, but just that rich. Hollywood liberal, just all of middle America is dumb racist. And yeah, it's like, gee, not... I wonder why you lost. Well, that and what Donald that Brazil part, just yeah. came out and said it was all rigged. Other than that, yeah. um, <laughs> um, it's like you kind of go, this is why this is why the middle of the country is kind of fed up with, you know, right. like I don't need some rich A-list celebrity telling me what my life is like. Do you have a clue? Do yeah. you, have you ever been through there, George Clooney? I mean, when well, you didn't, helico- he, didn't he just have the recent like spout off? Like he said, uh, what do you mean I'm Hollywood A-list? I came from like middle America and I had to fight and work my way up. Didn't he have a whole scribe like, sure. that came out? Yeah, but yeah. So it's trying been, to defend himself as a, right, but as it's, a Hollywood A-lister. As a Hollywood A-lister. Yeah. Right. It's been 30 years been since you haven't had to stress about money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> at yeah. Le- at, least. at least. At least. Yeah. At least. Not to mention. When was the facts of life? When did he appear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I don't when know. When was Return of the Killer Tomatoes? Yeah, that was, was probably the last time he was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get Ramen something after today, this. Or, yeah. yeah. So it's just, yeah, Lear jetting around with supermodels, and now you got a really cool, smart wife. Okay. It's been a real challenge for you, Yeah. Rich. So I don't know the movie just there's just a lot of that around it and then it structurally is off the tent the tone keeps jumping around like it was trying to it like it couldn't decide are we raising Arizona or are we blood simple right you know, are we? And this was a script that the Coen Brothers were going to do, and then said, "Nah, it wasn't well, for them." That's a was good that question. I wonder why it was why they didn't direct because they did that, pass on it, and then Clooney that, picked that, it up later, and they gave that, him. That's definitely not part of the trivia. Why they decided not to direct it? Damn it! I'm yeah. sorry. I'll stick to the trivia. I don't yeah. know. And I, you know, <laughs> but, it, I don't know. I mean, that that's information that we don't we don't have. Yeah. I, I would love to know the answer to that. And, like yeah. what happened? Like because generally they direct their own material. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I like the Coen Brothers. I'm, you know, they've made a lot of really cool, interesting films. And and generally, I'm like, oh, I, you know, period pieces are okay. But I just, I don't know. It just would have been Clooney better. and Matt Damon doing another '50s haircut movie. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is the first time George Clooney directs a film in which he does not also have an acting role. Right. Ooh. So. Well, then he's a little less vain. So that's a step for him, right? <laughs> no. Thought first Suburbicon, it was just about a convention for people who own GMC Suburbans, which might have been better. That's a uh, that's a documentary. I oh, watch. okay. You Let's know, watch that. <laughs> yes. That's like Suburban hands on a hard body. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> I like that. So don't see this film. You know, rush out to see it in the theaters. I can't recommend that. No. If this uh, is on a flight. 
you need to pass time with or uh, yeah and we got uh, well uh, you know what where a lot of the humor might have been a lot of humor might have been with Josh Brolin because uh, he was cast in the movie as a baseball coach but his scenes ended up being removed after a test screening and Clooney admitted that his scenes deflated the tension from the movie and he also considered uh, his scenes one of the funniest in the entire picture so I'm wondering if like Brolin's character would have lightened up the film yeah, see, that's the problem, and this is what I think, Kurt, your point here yeah. of, and Chris, I think you guys both brought this up, is is have we seen the Coen brothers not direct their own material? And this is where you feel like it was someone, it, it, it was clearly someone else directing, That's right. it felt like an impression of a Coen brothers, because the Coen right. brothers know how to go either no country for old men, like full throttle right. brutality right. with a couple of, light scenes to relieve the tension but pretty brutal or yeah. raising arizona or raising arizona big lebowski where there's old a brother all yeah, that stuff yeah. there's yeah. a crime there's a serious crime but the crime is sort of comic comical right it's handled mm-hmm. comically the people around it are bumbling you know it but this the clooney couldn't do po, that poe dameron right. couldn't save this film he, what's his name? Uh, Oscar Isaac. He couldn't fit, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? Well, he come, that's the problem. He, he flew in with the Millennium Falcon. It seemed totally out of place. <laughs> I was like, what is this movie? But he comes in, solid actor, playing a gangster. It's dead serious. Right, right. He's a great, I'd love to see the, him as this gangster guy with those big, uh, you know, like yeah. those close-ups of him telling you, oh, you're going to die. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of, But wow. now in the trailer, the trailer was shot like, um, like a raising Arizona scene, right? I yeah, think that's where they try. Like to... bumbling criminals. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, even even so, raising Arizona. Randall Tex Cobb is the only like true pure villain, right? Okay, yeah, and he's comical, right? You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. them nineteen fifty three dollars. You know the way he talks. You got flies. You got flash. <laughs> you know, and and his his having a a, a baby's shoe and a bell on his on right, his leathery yeah. jet. Like it was all comical. Whereas um, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men is fucking b- bad no. guy, oh my pure God. evil, nightmare, nightmare, and and the whole you know it's Javier like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. You don't you you don't even think you're watching an actor. Like no. you're watching him and you go, how did they get a serial killer to be in to this eat, movie? Right? Yeah. Oh, does he have an anklet on? Is there like a, really is like a guard off camera with a, with a <laughs> right. ready to blow his fucking head off if yeah. he tries to run? Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he really removed a bullet from his leg in that movie. Like yeah. he, like everything about yeah. that movie seemed authentic. Mm-hmm. He was just, yeah, he's frightening. He found yeah. uh, terminally ill people who signed a waiver so he could yeah. actually kill right. them on camera. <laughs> is that right? Is this the way you want to go out in the film? All right. It's kind of an honor. Yeah, Golden so this movie's super uneven, and it doesn't make sense in a lot. Of, it's it, it just it's just off putting. Well, that's a shame. It's because well, it's I a waste. Because it could have been good. It could have been fun. Fuck these back. rich guys that right. Uh, let <laughs> so it. all right, so we have an ad oh, today. Oh, fancy pants! Hello Fresh creates new and delicious recipes and step by step directions designed to take around thirty minutes. For novices to the seasoned home cooks, short on time. Freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. And there's all different options. You could, if you're a couple, you could get two. If you're a family, you could get four. And you can pick how many meals a week you get. Wow, that's better than other food services I've heard about, Chris. Exactly. It really is. (laughs) It's the best one out of all the food services that we won't mention. Hello, fresh. But uh, I will say this. 
it's not something that uh, we're going to make you guys pay full price on. That would be crazy. We, we're not dicks. No. If I've, there was a way to get it cheaper, how would I do that? You would use the coupon code COMEDYFILMNERDS30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Uh, now, I That's will say amazing. this about uh, HelloFresh. Let me uh, write this down. And one of the reasons I had to take care of the business today was because our HelloFresh delivery did not show up last night. Wait so, a second. So this is why we didn't have so lunch today? This is why we didn't have lunch. I had to take care of some okay. HelloFresh business. So, so how, how's the customer service? Is that what they like service? in the copy so, for their ad? Now, their customer service <laughs> how they didn't show up? Is, uh, is, <laughs> is, is excellent. Oh. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Because there what, you go. What happened was they, uh, I said, look, our, our HelloFresh box did not arrive yesterday. And they said, okay, hold on. We'll contact the carrier. So they contact UPS. They emailed me a picture of the box in front of the house saying, well, no, we got delivery. It, it confirmed we did the, it was delivered yesterday. And uh, so I opened up the email and I responded, this is not my house. <laughs> so they, uh, the carrier, UPS, delivered it to a different house. So now they were like, okay, we're really sorry. We will credit you for the full week. So now, if you you're the guy who gets an accidental box of food, do you go ahead and eat that food? I would. You would, right? Yeah, because it was delivered. It wasn't like- It was like, delivered, yeah. 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 It wasn't, it didn't just show up open. Right. Yeah, yeah it's like been the, the corners have been gnawed on. Right. I wouldn't need that. Yeah. But, no, but that's good. They have good, because mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, so how a company and they handles can't, And they mistakes. can't control the carrier. No. No. So, and, and, and you were saying, yeah, how the company handles mistakes is important. Yeah, because we've all had that where the, a mistake is made and it's not the company's fault. But then they go, it wasn't our fault. But no, HelloFresh gave you a full refund. Yes. I love that. Yeah, What's they, that URL again, Chris? They stepped up. HelloFresh. H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H. And use the coupon code COMEDYFILMNERDS30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. I like Do it. Do it. My family's going to eat well this week. Thanks, Comedy Film Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna get the family box? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely. Because there's other companies that I won't speak about that I don't use. They don't let you do that, and no. that's why I don't use them. No. But now <sighs> I'm gonna use HelloFresh. God love you, Kurt. Yes. Thank you. So, and also we have our uh, Patreon um, ad tier, the Frightfully Uninformed, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Frightfullyuninformed.com, and that is the fifty dollar ad tier you can get at Patreon. Yeah. So if I pay fifty dollars, I can promote my podcast, podcast, whatever, whatever you want. I gotta get on this Patreon, people. What's wrong yeah, with people? Yeah, that's it. I will mention it every single show, even on the spoiler apps. Patreon.com/slash/comedyfilmnerd. <gasps> so fight for the uninformed is going to be mentioned on the spoiler app. It is. Boom. Mm -hmm. Frightfully, I like that. Now, do they? Have you heard the pod? Do they get into it? Do they like horror movies? They try to figure out why they get people into the like whole thing. Do you know, I think okay. we've been on it. They were at the uh, the uh, yep. LA Podfest. We were uh, guests on the show. And uh, always a good time. Good business. Okay. So, put that now, in my queue. Let's yeah. Put it put it in your feed. Put it in my feed. I'm sorry. Different yeah. thing. Yeah. Queue. Is at Netflix. Are they do they a own that? Ask Joey. Okay. All right. Yeah. He knows. The millennials know everything. <laughs> Uh, and now let's talk about some movie trailers. I Tanya. Oh, this looks great. Wow. Right? It does We're look all great. excited. Yeah. The Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. Marvel and I never thought I would say that. I'm excited about this because I lived through it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I mean, in, in the we time, remember. We remember yeah. watching it on the news as it was happening. We had a bunch of weird, trashy things, and I, I don't know if it's just made all the other or like festered all the other trashy things that we've put up with since, but. Mm -hmm. That, Joey Buttafuoco, like those yes. kind of things that grew mm -hmm. up from right. my youth, like that was like my trash. Like, and you oh. knew when it happened, oh, there's going to be a TV movie about this in like six months. Right. You yeah. Know that was going to show yeah. up. Yeah. But this one, I, I'll tell you, Marco Robbie does such a good job in this. It looks wow. so funny and so good. 
and uh, she is really making a concerted effort to make sure that people know that she's not just Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Yeah, and it's yeah. Craig Gillespie. So he's done Fright Night. He's done Million, mm-hmm. Do- Million Dollar Arm. He's done The Finest Hours. Was so, he Lars and the Real Girl or no? Is uh, that different? No, he did not. Do he didn't. Do no, that. no, you're right. He did Lars and the Real Girl in 2007 and Mr. Right. Woodcock in 2007. Yeah, he. Uh, I did a commercial with him years ago before all this. In fact, maybe two years before Lars and the Real Girl. And uh, great guy, mm-hmm. Aussie. He's always a kit. Get over here. Put that <laughs> snake on you. It's all right. You'll be fine. Like, I literally, it was a commercial where I had, like, snakes and squirrels and things attacking me. And it was, he was just, oh, you'll be okay. And, you know, That's for so, McDonald's? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, the, it was. The it McDonald's was snake spot? <laughs> the new zoo burger from McDonald's. You'll never know what you get. Mom, there are fangs in my, uh. my sandwich. <laughs> You're, that's a prize. That's like a uh, whatever the Happy Meal, but uh, no, great guy. And uh, and he used me in another commercial not long after. And then I then Lars and Real. I'm like, oh, good for him. He's doing movies. Like, hey, Craig, what's up? Call me up. He liked me. Seemed to like me. Threw squirrels and snakes at me. Like, put me in a movie, buddy. <laughs> I'm I just can... gonna use it for the commercials, nah, mate. Just yeah. give me, uh, a Thirty second guy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can put up with you for a minute tops. Then <laughs> that'll be it. Yeah, it puts you in a whole film. That's a little much, isn't it? It's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of half minutes. It's too it's many seconds. It's a lot of half minutes. It's a lot of half minutes. You can't do that. So many half yeah, minutes in a movie. So, so many half minutes. How many half minutes is We'll use the snake, though. Yeah, we, use, we oh, yeah, we use that snake every film. <laughs> every film I've used it. Last one he died, I made him in the boots. He's torn his boots in this movie. I don't know what we're going to do the next film. Are you available to be the boot wrangler? Oh, fuck. Yeah, so uh, I know I, I feel great. I'm so happy for him, That's but cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I look forward to uh, Itani though. It looks, so it looks amazing. Really Allison Janney plays her mom, and oh, anything yeah. Allison Janney does is gold. Yeah, it's gold. And She's, she looks horrifying in this. She movie. looks like the worst mom. There's a scene in the trailer where she kicks over a young <laughs> yeah. Tanya Harding in a chair, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, oh well, that's the kind of mom that would. That would push. Their that would create push, yeah. a Tanya Harding, yes. you know, mm-hmm. just smoking cigarettes, going, "I'm gonna, you need to do better." You know, I'm embarrassed yeah. by you. Having yeah. been on uh, Disney shows and in that kids' world and seeing some of the parents, the, you know, I'm not gonna name names because most of the people I worked with were great, but they were definitely along the way, maybe even more in the commercial world where I played a kid's dad and you know their real life dad or mom were on set and you see these horror stories that you know that kid is in a cage. Otherwise, uh, you know, unprotected, mm-hmm. or like wearing mittens all the time. Like he can't really see the sunlight because he might get a freckle. Like, like those psycho parents are out there and they're real. Uh, and you, you know, coming from outside of L.A., I was like, oh, that's just Hollywood baloney. That doesn't really happen. But no, it's real. Yeah, stage parents are fucking wow. nuts. Uh, yeah, and I can imagine for anybody who's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna go for the bright lights of Hollywood or anything like that uh, or the music business. I want my kid to be a skating star. Yeah, <laughs> that's a special kind of crazy. Well, right? that's that's right up the skating crazy parents are right up there with like the uh, pageant moms. Yeah, right. right? Mm-hmm. Like have to be, you know. And then, oh, I mean, are... I would love to see a battle between like stage, you know, skating moms and and pageant moms, and then like ding dong little league coach dad. You know those. Right. You know those the, the, the the dad yeah. version is the like yeah, run, 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 you know yeah. great sense. Run it out. Run yeah. it out. Yeah, those guys. Walk it yeah. off. Yeah, I'm gonna bounce this ball up your head. head. Squirt a few few tears for dad. (laughs) Um, 
So, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm in. looking forward I'm in. to that. I Tanya looks great. I Tanya. Looks great. And the next trailer is the new trailer for Downsizing. Now, the reason we're talking about this one again is because it's a completely different trailer. Completely. And shows the movie in a completely different light, which uh, I actually want to see the movie more now. The first trailer just showed the gimmick of what the film was, right. whereas this actually shows uh, a story with the gimmick behind it. Yeah. Um, the fact that they show that the, the wife doesn't go through with it at the last minute, and now he's stuck small, and he has to re-examine and re, you know, re-figure out his life. Now, it's a much more yeah. compelling and interesting movie. Right. I think. Well, I think it's probably thought out, like you said, with uh, some of these things, you have to get the audience used to it ahead of time. I mean, like, I think mm-hmm. the gimmick had to be, like, if you saw that trailer first... You might have been just too overwhelmed. Oh, oh, my, oh, they're small. Like, try to figure that out first. So maybe that was their intention, Could maybe. Could just be. Just Alexander Payne getting that out there. and mm-hmm. He's a fun guy, too, right? You heard a lot of good stuff about him? <laughs> I've heard I haven't heard him. No, I don't know. <laughs> He's not a wine scene or anything. I've, uh, I was a... Uh, Didn't he do... Uh, he did that wine movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he did. The wine movie. Yeah. I can't Sideways. Remember. Sideways. Sideways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a room service waiter at uh, the Sunset Marquee a long time ago. Uh, Way before the Disney stuff, and uh, you had and a, he was, just a glorious past. I have a, you want to hear about tables? This? <laughs> uh, I was there with Billy Bob Thornton, met Angelina Jolie. That's another story. But uh, there was uh, Alexander Payne was there, and then right after Sideways, and I remember coming in like, "Oh, this is amazing!" I came to his room, delivered him food, wanted nothing to do with you know room service. Kurt just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, wow. thanks." Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. <laughs> wow, that Sideways was, it. was great. Okay. Thanks. Wow. You know, when you get famous, you don't have to be a dick. You don't have to. you don't have to. You don't have to be a dick. And maybe you're just having a bad day. It's kind of a choice. Yeah. It's definitely a choice, and it says who you are. Right. I understand, like, you get, you know, the the, the more famous you get, the more people want stuff from you and coming at you and all that stuff, but there's a way to just- You lose your privacy. You lose your privacy. I get that, but there's a way to just be like, I don't know why then- but directors don't always get mobbed because people don't no, necessarily yeah. know what they look like. Right. I was kind of a film geek myself, yeah. and I was like excited. I'm like, I saw him on the list, and I was like, great, you know, and pushed another room service waiter out of the way so I could deliver his food, and I was all excited. <laughs> but I did do know a friend who worked with him on Descendants and brought up that story and goes, oh, well, no, he's actually, I mean, he's a little quiet, a little weird sometimes, but for the most part, it was a great guy. Well, so the, I, I gave the, him a bad day. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. on the other side of the coin, too, you can't, is he always. Yeah, he could have just been like, we've all been like, short with a clerk or something because right. we were not having a great day, and no one knows who we are, so nobody was like, oh, Chris Mancini's always a dick, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you, I will give the person's kind credit of like that. Experience. Oh yeah. God, every day Isn't you should right? see him. He's so rude. Okay. So, but you, especially at the days in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're justified because we're yeah. staying in a shitty hotel. Yeah. Yeah. To go to a film festival. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, like, but when you hear it consistently, the person is consistently like that. Right. Then you go, like a Weinstein, yeah, or a mm. Kevin Spacey. I yeah. just, I didn't know anything yeah. about. I, I loved Kevin Spacey. Always thought he was great, and now I'm hearing all these people like, oh yeah, he was a dick. I met him at a party. He was a dick. I'm, I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Well, I who is was Kaiser just, so same? Yeah, coming in <laughs> off the air. That's who he is. House of Cards <laughs> just fell. I do uh, my research when I come on the podcast, so I re- read all about films, but uh, before coming in, but. Finding out about this, uh, all the money in the world, this new film that Kevin Spacey uh-huh. is the star of is J. Paul Getty, and shot by, uh, yeah, yeah. by Ridley Scott. I mean, like you think about the the unintended consequences of all this. Like all the people involved in this movie now are fucked. 
Think about right. if you're think about if you're just like a co-star on House of Cards and you're yeah. like, oh sweet. Or, I'm, I'm gonna put be this the, on my reel. I'm gonna be in the right. next. <laughs> I've never been in House of Cards. I'm gonna be in the new season of House of Cards. Right. Oh no, you're right. not. No. Because this guy is a, a creepy, Creep. rapey, creepy, yeah. whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. Like. I think they were even trying to figure out ways of like, uh, like the producers were going to Netflix, like, well, look, can't we just kind of write him out or kill him off and keep the show going? So you know, there's those those kind of backdoor conversations right now. We'll see what happens if they cancel the show. Like, nope, it's done. Or if they uh, they get rid of Kevin Spacey and keep the show going. It's it's amazing how it permeates through all different forms of like art, sports, whatever. Like that bad guy who people kind of like hold back on outing. Just because, like, you know, maybe he's uh, good for the football team. You know what I mean? But he beats his lady. Or right, this guy yeah, does right. this. And, you know, it's like. Oh, it happens in sports, too. Oh, it ha- anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it, here's where it happens. Whenever um, outing the person is going to hurt money. Right. Right. That's when they sh- that's when they don't say anything about it. And it's just it's infuriating. And and I don't care who you are. And, yeah. Until it reaches a critical mass. Yeah. Where then it just it comes out. And then because that's why the floodgates open. Like, it's very rare that, you know, you get one accusation because then all the, like, look at Bill Cosby. It's like, oh, yeah. well, one, one woman complained about him. No, no, no. After the first one came out, then the floodgates. Because if open. there is just one, then you go, oh, that's that one person right. making some crazy shit up. Right. Mm-hmm. No one says it. No other corroboration. No one ever has accused this person of that thing. You go, uh-uh, that's bullshit. But when it's like this one, then this one, then this one, then this one, it's like, and that's usually what it happens. Yeah, of course, right. because because if you're a sexual predator, you don't do it once, right? No. No. You know what I mean? Like like th- no, that, then you're a sexual outlier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a, someone, a guy got drunk and grabbed and grabbed someone's ass. He's a dick. He was a drunk fuck. But that that that's a one off, and it's awful, and he shouldn't do that. Maybe, but. A guy that's like cornering women or cornering men or well, fuck that. That's a predator. On a regular yeah. basis. On a, on a regular, regular basis. basis. Yeah. There was a story a friend of mine told me uh, when we first moved out to L.A. We were all roommates together in Hollywood and just all excited about working in the business. And he was at a gas station. Mm-hmm. This is his story. This, But he told me at the time, this, 20 years ago, uh, I'm at a 76 station filling the car and a limo pulls up. And... Guy gets out, the driver gets out to gas the car, and all of a sudden the backseat limo window pulls down. He's like, holy shit, Kevin Spacey was there. And uh, my buddy's like, oh, my God, hey, Kevin Spacey, what's up? And, uh, again, this is one of the height of his powers. This is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Spacey says, hey, how you doing? Good. Give you $200 to suck my cock. Oh, my wow. God. And my buddy goes, what? Zzz, window goes right back up. And we all just said, you're fucking around. You're kidding me, right? Right. And and that's all I could think about when this happened. Is And that was by design. Right. $200 suck your cock. What'd you say? Zzz, yeah. So it, you you ha- you can't verify it. I'm not I, guilty. I'm not, yeah. There's, it's like, it's, and then and then what happens too, I think this makes me so, part of the reason going back to my like suburban. So wait, now did he do it or didn't he? Oh yeah, he got the did 200 he, bucks. He, <laughs> right. he bought us pizza that night. Oh, it was good, great. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your buddy's a businessman. He's <laughs> smart. I mean, you don't on. turn down a gig, Chris. I mean, come on. Have you been that far away from being a road comic? Jeez. <laughs> We've done a lot worse for $200 as comedians. That's part of the Patreon thing, right? The scale <laughs> yeah. of yeah. So the $200 level. Uh, you get to stay the days in. Yeah. You get to suck Kevin Spacey's cock in a limo. Um, no, but like, and then the, and then we can move on. But this, yeah. the, the, the justification of it is not just... 
it's it's to me it's about money and power. So when Roger Ailes died, rate who was ran Fox News, right? Right. Awful sexual predator, might even have had some flat out rape. Um, when he died, Rachel Maddow goes on Access Hollywood and defends him. Well, I know he had literally. There's if you Google Rachel Maddow, uh, Roger Ailes on Access Hollywood. Ro- Rachel Maddow, big, strong feminist, right? She's like, he helped create cable news and he gave me a job and he was a friend. I know he had some trouble over there at Fox. Trouble. Trouble. Mm, And literally. As a woman, a feminist, like, yeah, it's surprising. I remember. So it was a hard-hitting interview over at Access Hollywood? Mm. Well, the Access Hollywood (laughs) woman goes, he was a sexual predator. Like, the entertainment reporter was had- Was calling her on her Was bullshit. calling her, and she was like, I know. And it was just offensive to me because, oh, he helped you. Now, Rachel Maddow, you make $7 million a year, so you're going to defend this rich guy, and because you're gay, he never hit on you, so it's okay? I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. And no one called Rachel Maddow out on that shit. That's like, right. that's part of the problem. Anybody covering it up or normal- The Hollywood hope. A reporter did vaguely, yeah. barely, but barely. she didn't go. Rachel, give me a break. She just said he's a sexual predator, and she goes, "Yeah, yeah." Like that was the extent of wow. her getting called out. And mm. then there was there a backlash online of all these women going, "Fuck you, Rachel. Me too. How dare you say that?" Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's at least at the very least. It sucks that all this happened. Anybody who was victimized by these guys, but at least it's getting, to, it's washing it the slate. I'm clean. hoping right. that's the I hope, hope we're right? getting some sunlight on because, it because you know I feel sure. like not to pat myself on the back but I know you guys are great guys it's like you you work your ass off you try to be creative you try to be in this business for altruistic reasons you want to entertain mm-hmm. and then you but I want to ride mean, around in a limo and ask dudes to blow me for two <laughs> I mean I do <laughs> want to do that just once just once <laughs> just come on I mean just to feel what it's like yeah yes or no I don't yeah. care yeah. I just, I just want to the does the window go up or does it stay, yeah. down? Does it stay down I don't know yeah. I'm gonna and do no, the- no yeah by the way the, <laughs> it's only through the window he's not coming <laughs> in the limo <laughs> Um, but now, no, is this that, a millennial or a Gen X thing? Like yeah, we need to know well, these things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of uh, app. Just hit me up later on the app. <laughs> um, but the, the idea that, like, okay, finally, you see that's the common refrain of guys. I'm sure you've had the thing mm-hmm. in like Hollywood. Like, how come that asshole is rich and powerful? How come that guy keeps right. working and he's a dick? You know, you hear all this stuff and you're like. Well, maybe that'll be great. That leaves a little room for oh, excuse me, for some of us to be successful. Uh, you know it, I mean? it would it would be nice if if this first and foremost stops this horrible culture of it, and yeah. then and then also re- like good people get rewarded and bad people get punished. Like, right, that would ba- be nice. That's part of the problem. Is bad people have no consequences once they start generating people money. Yeah, exactly. Tom Hanks can't be the standard bearer for all good people. In no, he can't. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You don't know uh, how many he's times he's the only though. guy. It's, 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 it has to be more than one, right? <laughs> and I feel like I, I've done things the right way for the most part. Uh, maybe mistakes here and there, but I haven't hurt anybody along the way. Uh, but also, I'm not a huge mega mogul, you know, producer, movie star, or whatever. But it's like at least I feel like I can sleep at night. But I guess you know when you have that much money, you can probably sleep too. Can they sleep? They got really nice beds. Casper yeah. mattresses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's That's a weird on. segue to yeah. the. Uh, so let's talk about <laughs> some uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. Cars Three came out. This movie, nope. uh, honestly, not very good. No. Even even okay. even, even as uh, uh, even the kids weren't in love with it. But you know, Both I've, my I've kids never loved lo- the first two. I'll tell you, I've no never, interest in this one. Never loved the franchise. No. And it was it was like I was kind of hoping maybe they do something different with this third one because the trailers. Made it look a little darker and like it was uh, a little more serious. And nope, it was no. just as uh, uh, goofy and 
and oh. just pointless. Is you the had to sit through it with I your had kids. To sit, or no? so I had to sit through it with the kids, but I was, I was honestly, I, I went in with a little more uh, hopeful expectations from the trailer, but uh, no. Oh. So it's uh, just a way for them to I'm sell hope- more merchandise. Yes, I, I was at toys. a store the other day and just saw mm-hmm. racks. I'm like, oh yeah, Cars Three came out. I for, totally forgot right. about it, and just the whole aisle yep. of trucks and cars yeah. for sale. It's a delivery system for merchandise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next movie is The Glass Castle. This is the Woody Harrelson uh, dropout of society movie, right? Yeah, with Brie Larson. It's actually mm-hmm. based on a on a real woman's story. Uh, Destin Daniel Creighton. It's her. It's based on her her story or whatever. And Brie Larson. I you know this movie looked interesting. Um, I didn't. I thought it would get like more. It wasn't in the theaters very long, so I'm actually kind of curious to see this. And are they going to try to bring it back? Re, like make an Oscar push or was it did it just miss the mark and that's why they released it in the late spring could be um, but she's a fantastic actress obviously so I, I'm interested to see that uh, the next movie is Your Name now this is a fantastic uh, Japanese animated film oh. it was uh one of those movies that was like, oh, this looks like a Studio Ghibli movie, but it wasn't. It was like, if you're sad that Studio Ghibli is not making movies anymore, it's like, this is the kind of movie that kind of um, fills the gap that they've left or making. Okay. And it was uh, about a high school uh, boy and a high school girl who don't never meet, don't know each other, but they swap bodies when they go to sleep. So they actually swap places. So it's like, it's got this cool sci-fi vibe to it. There's a little bit of time travel in it, but it's just a really fun um, well put together kind of coming of age sci-fi relationship story oh, wow. and uh, uh, both my kids loved it and it was it's really it's really really good so uh, if, if you have a choice between your name and Cars 3 pick your name <laughs> alright uh, the next movie is Ingrid Goes West a lot of movies came out on that. A lot of movies came out. I, never, uh, I didn't see this no I didn't, I didn't see, see it either song. but it's interesting it, it, um, oh, it, uh, it set itself up as a uh Almost like a YouTube version of All About Eve. Okay. If you remember yeah. that movie, um, where ultimately she follows this girl on Instagram. Yeah, Aubrey yeah, Plaza. Becomes a big fan. Yeah, Aubrey uh-huh. Plaza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, Aubrey uh, Plaza Elizabeth goes Olsen. crazy. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she kind of goes nuts. It's directed by Matt Spicer. Um, so I don't know. I think it we definitely. had some. We had someone on the show that sort of found it to be a little too much or right but that yeah, was just we one had person's a, review i guess I yeah i guess didn't love it yeah hmm. uh and the other movie is patty cakes about the uh the the uh rapper this we heard and i, we, I haven't seen this but i remember mm-hmm. the guest came on and said this was a very interesting story yes the so documentary or no no, no it's okay. a narrative it's okay. a narrative but it's it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. apparently so. that's a s with a dollar sign yeah yes. patty cake dollar yep, sign. you got hey. it that you know. means money you're getting, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting it you're getting I it i get Kurt. it i get it is that like Ty Dollar Sign? I've heard yes. him, but his name is Dollar Sign, which is weird. Is that Patty Cake Dollar Sign? Yeah. Okay. Almost. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in your name. Maybe Ingrid goes west in Glass Castle. Let's get together. Let's just all watch. Just watch some I could. Movies. I yeah. could. I think I want to see Glass Castle yeah. and Patty Cakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm in for. So and uh, we actually talked about the tech issues already. <laughs> I might put that down further in the uh, list. But we want to thank you guys for letting us know on Facebook that there were some tech issues. And also, um, we want to, like Graham had said before, we want to thank you guys for posting and uh, liking on YouTube because that helps all of the algorithms. And also, we want to thank, we, we passed uh, a little while back on Twitter 10,000 followers. 
So that was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, that we we've got ten thousand followers on Twitter, and we're gonna we're gonna keep growing it. So in any of those mm -hmm. those are the things we always talk about: liking and following us, and and on social media and liking videos and all that stuff is a great free way to support the show. It all helps. Yeah. Because all those algorithms are tracked yep. and calculated and all that shit. You know, um, Patreon is definitely extremely helpful. But if you're like, hey, I'm broke, this is the only way I can help mm -hmm. is uh, a good review on iTunes or uh, liking or making a comment on the YouTube page. Will definitely do it yeah. for sure. So, and um, premiering, oh, go ahead, Kurt. Is, is just doing that an admittance of being broke, though? It's not like if I just give you that, I don't know. It is kind of an It is kind, kind of, of yeah. an admittance. All right, yeah. so you should do, you should pay the Patreon. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. You don't want to admit that. It's just bad form. Is what I mean. I'm just, just give a dollar a month, you then you don't have to. Then yeah. you don't have to admit. <laughs> right? Exactly. Don't jam. admit it. Yeah. <laughs> now you I need know that some Hulu subscription. You get the Hulu with the commercials, and then give the rest of the money to Graham and, and Chris. I think that's a fantastic right. idea. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Kevin space your way around in a limo and get. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. There's or ways to make money in Hollywood. That's a new yeah. lift. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like an Uber. Kind of. Yeah. Did you get the new yeah. Uber? Bluber? Isn't that yeah, isn't that Uber Bluber. Eats? Yeah. 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 Uber, Uber Eats crotch. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Oh, I went. Sorry. I uh, so I was, yeah, you crossed that. I did. Premiering this week, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I, I swear this looks like Agatha Christie's uh, Dark Dark Tower. This mm -hmm. really does. It, it's uh, you know I know it's a classic story. It's a classic book. It's been remade a bunch of times. It's got a bunch of stars in it. It just looks so unappealing to me. I want to like this because I love Agatha Christie because I love the original Orient Express from the seventies. I really mm -hmm. want to like oh a re yeah. a re imagining a revamp whatever you want to call it. But I feel the same way. Like it it just like. An oh, Johnny Depp's in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. An over CG train movie. Right. <sighs> Big period piece. People all have society page hats. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> and beards and the mustache with the accents. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Everyone I, is a suspect. They look, I mean, it looks. Production design yeah. spared no expense. No expense. But mm -hmm. I, what's the uh, what's the other train movie with Chris Evans that I, I really. Oh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, I mm -hmm. mean. It uh, it doesn't look like Snowpiercer. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a period <laughs> piece. Snowpiercer. A, a period piece, though. It's a period piercer. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, what's her name? Uh, we got Daisy Ridley in there. A little Star Wars. We throw in a little Hamilton jazz. Like it felt like, hey, let's jazz this up. We'll throw as many pop culture, you know, icons right. of the moment. I'm sure there's there. a YouTube star in there somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Josh Gad's in there. I mean, mm -hmm. it's. I, it like, could br be does good. Bruno Mars pop up? And yeah. Just, like, do we know who's directing? Who directed? Oh no, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, of course. Thank mm -hmm. you. That could make it interesting, but I don't know. I just, I, it's like who I, also directed the first Thor. He mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. Wrapping our way back, full circle. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of us are so. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are rushing out to see this. And then Daddy's yeah. home too. So well, that's a pass. That's yeah, yeah. That might be. That's a full pass. I wanted. Yeah, it's probably again <laughs> one of those guys in Hollywood who. That's a full throttle pass. <laughs> right? Is that a full throttle pass? That is a full throttle pass. <laughs> Hashtag full throttle pass. In Hollywood, who gets away with being a supreme asshole and gets rewarded with, uh, you know, a rebirth is Mel Gibson. Just mm -hmm. come back and oh. uh, we're all right with what you said before. And, and Don and the. DUIs yeah, all and all the and other the assholery behavior to your well whatever I didn't yeah. did that those phone calls I don't know if he ever actually hit a woman but he threatened her life on a phone call like he keeps getting like I'm tired of work. I'm tired of assholes keep getting work yeah and I'm I'm like okay I, I don't know it, not to be all oh I'm 
better than anybody else. Uh, you know, I'm holier than you're better than these assholes. But though. I'm not an asshole <laughs> yeah, who calls sorry. my wife and like, I'll cut your fucking throat. But like, to, I mean, but to be clear, you're not a sexual predator. <laughs> that's probably my problem. <laughs> Maybe if I predated more. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Have you done any predating? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Mm. Oh, and I just yeah, signed a yeah. picture deal. Meisner predating. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, anding. <laughs> yes, yes and. handed some pres- some predating. Oh, I've been yeah. predating. You've been predating. I've been predating. I'm uh, predating. All right. Sorry, that's enough of predating. So uh, there's other movies to see other than the two that are premiering this week. I'm sure. Yeah, go see go see Thor. Yeah. yeah. You know, and see it again and again. There's in some 3D other there's some other uh, smaller movies that are out. I haven't had a chance to see. Yet that I that I want to um, and check out something on DVD and Blu-ray. A lot came out. A lot of came, yeah. a lot came mm-hmm. out. And Our, Gilbert's coming out soon, right? Is it out yet or no? The documentary. Oh about yeah, Gilbert that Godfrey? might be out soon. Oh, I don't know. The Gilbert Godfrey documentary that looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. That's out now. That's out now. You can get is that. available mm-hmm. on Amazon uh, Prime and on Comedy Film Nerds. Mm-hmm. All of it. If you pay two hundred dollars, Graham and Chris will get in bag of limo. <laughs> And drive you around. And drive you around <laughs> watching earbuds. <laughs> it's a lot less creepier than what Kevin right. Spacey does. Yeah, we yeah. just sort of drive around and nerd out in a limo. Yeah. Like high school kids. And we jump mm. up in the... What if my buddy we'll just made a at guess. Kevin Spacey's what, house, though. <laughs> what, if he, like, what if he just made... Like, he made the whole thing up, but it just turns out... Like, now it obviously seems like he did this kind of thing, but... Like I for years was like ah that guy's a liar he's just busting my balls he's just making right. this shit up he's oh this is your weird celebrity sighting <laughs> yeah. this guy tried to blow me okay all right sure he he's did in a limo. but now yeah. a couple weeks ago didn't he call you up and go I told you told you <laughs> see um yeah but he well he had the two hundred bucks yeah <laughs> he still has it still has it has it framed, framed? Yep. yeah good for him yeah. So wow, that is our show. That's a is show. That a fun, I'm sorry, if I Aaron. Is that a supersized show? No, nope. hour five. Hour five. Look at that. Right on the money, Boom. Kurt. First Clock time. Thank well you. done. Uh, Kurt. Love being here. Thank you. That where? So, tell what? us about you. What? Tell us about, tell us about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. That, didn't we do that? At the top yeah, of the you're show? right. Dude, what about me? Your I internet. Where can people find your podcast? Everything else? Uh, dudes of Pretend you're a millennial. Tell us where we can find you online. That's a trip, Dubs. Uh, dudes of That's uh, that's at d o f p cast on all the other social medias. I'm Mr. Kurt Long and and Kurt Long and Twitter. I don't have 10,000 followers, so, you know, maybe just if some of you, it'll be part of the Patreon thing. You you sign up for my Twitter and then for the Comedy Film Nerds. Yeah. Get that limo going. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that blooper. We'll have a limo tier. Yeah, look for my new blooper service. <laughs> and um, But no, yeah. And uh, check out Peter and Tony, our, our comedy bit. We have a whole thing where Tony Stark puts a thing into uh, to uh, Peter Parker's uh, new Spidey suit. Now, where can we uh, find that? That's on Funny or Die. Funny or uh, Die. Okay. It's also on our YouTube page, but uh, Funny or Die. We need the funny votes. Go on nice. there. Look up Peter and Tony. But uh, thanks so much for having me, guys. Thanks, Kurt. This is a great time, and I'm. Uh, it's one. Of, it's a bucket list thing. I can cross oh. it off. Yeah, nice. Thanks. I've been on the Comedy Film Nerds <laughs> podcast, and I hope to be back again. Um, and we, I, we I like have to say this. I, I love uh, that I, I finally get to connect with you because Graham and I were both hosts of. Game show network shows oh. around the same time. What I remember did you getting, host? I hosted a show called uh, uh, Games Cross America. It was an interstitial sort of thing. Oh, I remember that. And we shot over like the uh, we were off Venice. Their studios there. Yeah. Were you there? And in your picture was right next to my makeup chair. I remember getting my makeup, and I'm like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> Graham Elwood. He's oh. got a show named Cram called Cram. I'm was like, I in oh. like a sweater so, and some bad khakis? Yeah, or whatever? yeah. They put me in some weird you had blonde clothing. hair or something. No, no, no. no you you had, had blonde you don't hair. need to have blonde. But, but I had a big curly. Yeah, big curly. Did you have a stylist? 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't close yeah. That way. Bowling shirt, something like that. No, that was strip no. poker. That no, was was strip poker. One. I'm sorry, man, that was a different. One. But uh, Both the headshot shows had was there. Really bad clothing. Yeah. Um, Game Show Network didn't have a good clothing budget. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> not in the early 2000s. <laughs> no, uh, they did not. Uh, and so, so uh, yeah. Follow us and all that, guys. Go to the Patreon. Um, I'm going to be uh, directing this uh, new stand-up comedy TV show. I'll be announcing it soon. And our first live performance is going to be uh, out in December in San Bernardino. But I'll give you more details as we get closer. Um, it'll be like December 17th. So it, it's uh, I can make an official announcement of that soon. But it's a really cool thing. I'm directing 13 episodes of this stand-up comedy show. So Very cast. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um yeah, guys, like us. all over set. That's uh, all I'm going to do. <laughs> abuse my power to anyone that I can. Um, you have a limo budget? <laughs> my, just, uh, just if we get to a season two, it's all all. You just walk all around over. set without pants the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm famous. You can't tell me no. Um, so that's our show. Anything else? Any other announcements? Uh, I want to say the new uh, episode of Conversations from the Abyss has dropped. This uh, stars uh, Paul Gilmartin and Dean Hagelin mm-hmm. about a uh, suicidal man who talks to death about his life with a uh, little appearance by Grandma Wood at the mm-hmm. end. You know, Come on. Directing mm-hmm. and acting? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Voiceover talent. Mm-hmm. So uh, you definitely please uh, check that out and uh, write a good review. And that's it, really. Thanks, everybody, at the ATC. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. first. Oh, was I not supposed to get in? No, you can do it. You can do it. Okay. Should we do it again? No, we're done. All right.